From the shores of the Colorado River on the beautiful Parker Strip, you're listening to the Parker Livecast. All right, so welcome to the Parker Livecast. I'm here with Captain Kurt Bagby at the La Paz County uh, Sheriff's Department. We're saying department now, not office, right? Because you guys, for the longest time, you drove me crazy writing office because I think department sounds better. I'm horrible. One day I write office and one day I write department. I'm trying to stay consistent with department now. <laughs> I, I don't even know what triggers it or what, what changes it in my mind. Yeah. Well, you're in an office. We're in your office right now. This is your... I like department. This is your uh, peach-colored wall office. It's so nice. I'm going to change that. Sheriff changed his, and he wouldn't paint mine, so I have to do it myself. <laughs> okay. So, um, hey, so you had a weird experience yesterday. I just wanted to kind of um, ask you about it to to um, draw attention to what can happen. And even the fact, you know, I just thought it was such a weird coincidence that you were the guy that, yeah. you know, that were, they were there at the time. Can you tell me what happened? So the sheriff and I were in Phoenix yesterday, and about, I think it was around 730, I was driving home. I was northbound on, on 95, just past the golf course. There's a place called Resort Road. If everybody knows where that is, if we'd go down to Fox's or to Lower Lower Road there on Parker, on the Parker Strip. And uh, I'm coming around a corner, and as I'm going northbound, um, a vehicle was coming southbound on the bend. And the driver was doing a speed that he was unable to control. But I wasn't able to see him until I was at the like the apex of the corner. So as, as he's coming around, actually, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm entering the corner. As he's coming around, he's already losing control and sliding sideways. And so, you, so you see this car coming. I think you said it was a Corvette. Yeah. So this car is coming at you, and it's like the, the, not in control. The headlights should be facing to my left, but they're facing me. Wow. That's not a good sign. And, you, and everyone knows that a little bit because sometimes you've been on a, a highway and someone's been passing, you know, coming towards you and you're like, oh, hey, is he going to make it? That doesn't look right. It yeah, doesn't look right. don't look right. Yeah. And he was kind of what people would refer to as drifting, you know, but he's sliding sideways. So, so his tires are not all the time making contact. They're, they're sliding a little bit. They're sliding. There's no. Yeah. So he hits the guardrail now at the point he's next to me. So right, it comes adjacent to you and hits the guardrail on the other side? Hits the guardrail on the south side of the road, but he hits it next to me, and there's an explosion, and there's debris hitting my truck. Wow. I mean, just this horrible noise. I don't know how well that's going to sound on this, but it's just a horrible <laughs> noise. And so I'm processing. Yeah, what are you thinking? You know, this is things like uh, you have to process very quickly because now I'm not a citizen, I don't say, wow, and take a picture on my phone and just keep going. I need to make sure that, see, what people forget about is now somebody's maybe hurt, but then the next step is making sure on this dark road that other people don't get hurt. You know, my job is to make sure that now if this guy or this gal or whomever it may be is sitting in the middle of the road, I need to make sure that other cars don't come down because they could be doing 65, 75, 80, whoever knows. They're not going to be able to stop in time, and it's pitch black. Did you have time to kind of have the thought, Oh my God! Like I, I could have been hit. Like I was almost hit. Well, I, I didn't process it that way. I remember the shock of thinking that was close because everything was hitting my truck. But you know, it wasn't. It wasn't so much of the fact of uh, wow, I could have been hit. Now I did later, but at that moment, my thought process is tell dispatch, get my vehicle turned around, and, and in the truck I was driving, I really couldn't do just a regular U-turn. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to turn in that corner either because I could get hit. So I needed to go around the corner to where I could see straight away a little bit 
And then I did kind of a fast five-point turn, ee, 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 right, you know, yeah. to get myself back on the other I side. I always think of that, uh, I don't know if you ever saw in, in Austin Powers, he drives that little, like, it's not a forklift, but like a little, like, warehouse uh, vehicle. Right. And he, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever said, do you know what I'm talking about? He does, like, about a 300-point turn. <laughs> I do know now. I do remember that. <laughs> and that's how I felt, because I wanted to get down to find out what, what, what had occurred. Right, right. And, I, and, you know, so when people say they're in shock, there's different stages of shock. I was obviously not in shock, but I was shocked. Yeah. You know, I was like, I oh, it. my gosh. I, I saw, you know, law enforcement, most of the time people call 911 and we respond and we have time to process, okay, this is what I think is going to happen. This is what I think I'm going to get into. This is a very volatile situation or this is not. You know, it goes back and forth. You, It depends on the situation. Not often are we there to experience the the incident as it's happening. No, and that's what I was going to say. So, like, often, I mean, you've you've probably lost count of the number of times you've come up to a, an incident like this after the fact, and you know, like, it's not a it's not an unusual thing for you to see wreckage and to see you know even uh, even bodies, even people being taken away or or whatever. Off the top of my head, I can think of five instances where I've witnessed horrific vehicle accidents. One day I was sitting on Resort Road, mm-hmm. and I was going to make a left to go northbound. Mm-hmm. And a guy was looking at me, and he was on 95, and he made the left on Resort Road. But for some reason, I saw him just looking at me, and he wasn't looking at traffic coming. and pulled right in front of a car. Just wow. this huge explosion in front of me. Not, not, a, not a fuel explosion, right, right, but yeah. a, a collision in front of me. And um, another, there was three accidents that I've witnessed. See, and I figured, in that same stretch. I can't even think that I've ever seen one actually happen right in front of me like a big one I like that five. that's crazy five, yeah. why is that do you think it's because you spend a lot of time as a road driver. on the road yeah you know we're driving around the more time you spend on the road looking at things and the higher your odds of seeing something and then you and then not only that but when you're a cop you're spending more time on not on the road but also in the busier areas because that's where things happen so the more you see that stuff or i'm sorry the more you subject yourself to to high volume areas the more you're going to run the risk of seeing it right so I do my 300-point turn, mm-hmm. like my Austin Powers turn. And as I'm trying to tell dispatch, I said, I believe the vehicle went over the, um, the um, what do you call it? Um, a guardrail? Guardrail. So I'm now I do want to say this for the sake of the um, podcast. I'm not going to say who the person was, and I'm not going to talk about whether or not there was any other influences. You know, we, we just... Why all I want to talk about is an incident that I saw without naming anybody and making them feel bad if they hear this or anything like that. So if anybody's listening to this thinking they're going to find out who the person was, we're not going to talk about that. I just want to talk about the the extreme that I saw and how just how crazy it was, right? Yeah. So, well, no, that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the fact... we already talked about it. I just kind of want to emphasize that I, I don't... I just don't want to get into embarrassing anybody. Right. Obviously, we have, we have roundups and we have stuff where people can see who was arrested, but I don't know if really this is the time for me to I got you yeah so so I do my 300 point turn I get down there and I'm telling dispatch that I believe the vehicle's gone over the um the embankment and it's quite a drop off over the guardrail well what I had seen unbeknownst to me at the time was the vehicle had dislodged a good portion of the shell of the vehicle and that went over the guardrail and now you just have the vehicle itself the underneath kind of like the chassis and the engine yeah and the frame and then the passenger compartment and no tires. It was just on. So what I saw go over the guardrail, what it just had just kind of dismembered itself. So, and I didn't know that yet. But I'm thinking in my mind, now I'm thinking, oh, there's another vehicle. Because I saw a vehicle go over the guardrail. So I think maybe there's two. 
So now I'm driving up to... You're driving back in that direction? Yes, I'm driving back to the point of impact. I have my lights on, my, my red and blue, my emergency lights. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm kind of looking around. Well, now what had happened was they hit the guardrail, did some kind of cartwheels. You know, the vehicle did a whole bunch of flips and flops and landed upright on its, on its rims because the tires had been blown off. And it's now facing northbound. And it looks like a little model car with a big person in the compartment. It's just this Man. little frame. And he starts driving northbound. So when I'm southbound and I'm <laughs> He looking, was still operative? He was still, it was still operative. And the, the, the frame, I'm sorry, the um, rims are sparking. So I'm talking to dispatch saying about, I think it went over the guardrail. And I looked to my left. I said, I think he's northbound. <laughs> it was really, of course, How fast funny. was he going? 10 miles an hour. I, I later learned he was worried about cars hitting him on the corner. I see. I and see. Since it was still driving, he wanted to get up. He was very smart to do it, but at the time for me, he's trying to get himself off the roadway. He's trying to get off the roadway. For me, I'm trying to process. That isn't a car. What am I seeing right now? It was really, really strange. And then it started kind of falling into place. Okay, there weren't two cars. Pieces of the car fell over the guardrail. He's now driving himself back. But when I'm on the radio, when I'm on the radio with dispatch, I, I said something to the effect of. I think he's northbound. And it probably sounded really <laughs> silly on their end, but I'm trying to process everything as is happening. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And and it's just so lucky that no one else was coming around that corner or no one, you know, like he didn't hit you. He didn't. He, and there so two people, two other cars, two females that were right behind me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I get a message around that time from uh, uh, someone who passed by on the road, I guess, or so. Did it stop traffic or no? Yes. There was no way. I was running around. So and I, I, I probably already said this, but I'll say it again. The, the priority for law enforcement is safe, life and safety. Right. And I need to make sure, okay, this guy's okay. I really expect it to be fatal. That's what I was going to say. So I said to this lady, uh, who I said, is that, does, does it look uh, fatal? Does it look serious? Um, because that's the first thing I want to know in terms of how to report it, right. you know? Right. And uh, she said, yeah, it looks really serious. I would have said, I'm thinking to myself as I'm driving down before I saw them driving past me. I'm thinking I'm processing now what's the most important thing. One, even if this guy has some serious injuries, the most important thing is stopping traffic. I can't let other people get hurt. You can't let it be like a virus and spread. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep your, your scene contained. So if there's somebody laying there, people are like, help him. Okay, no. And that did, didn't happen here in this case. So, you know, I, I want right. to be judged. But, I mean, your main concern is there are innocent people who have not been involved in this who are driving down the road innocently who I cannot allow to hit something in the dark and get hurt because now it's my fault if it happens. I've right. got to make sure. So I've got, I'm, I'm yelling for backup in a sense of assistance, you know, for, for vehicle. I guess I kind of forgot too, that this was uh, all in the dark and there's no uh, lampposts no, up no there or anything like that. So these vehicles now blacked out. Yeah. The, the um, Corvette had his flashers on, but they only worked on the console. The rest of them were gone. Okay. So there's wow. no headlights, no nothing left. So it's just this little dark, object going past me sparking rims and i and i wish you could have seen it because it was the strangest thing i've ever seen in my life well you know what i said to you was like uh if they put that in a movie you wouldn't believe that you'd you'd be like this is made up stupid hollywood you know nobody that's never going to happen and i'm almost laughing like oh my gosh i've never seen anything like this ever that's crazy yeah yeah so so he gets out of the way um fortunately i had some people stop back on the corner so that the cars coming before the corner could see and then they could slow down rather than coming around the corner and then slamming on the brakes. So I got some people up on the corner with their flashers on. I didn't have anything else I could do. I got my truck down in another spot to stop traffic on the other side. And 
Um, so now that's done. So now the next thing is, okay, now I run up to them and I'm thinking about first aid. I'm thinking about stuff. You know, you, you've got to think about, all I'm thinking is pressure. I've got to put pressure because I know these guys yeah. are going to be bleeding out. It, and they're like, hey, we're okay. Like, wow. how are you okay? So, so um, the, obviously, it, not only was it not a fatal, but it sounds like uh, without giving away too much, did he, I mean, did he, did he need, it sounded like he was okay. Yeah, um, medical didn't even get on scene, medical in the sense of like the ambulance, but the fire department was there immediately, and they were great. Buckskin Fire was awesome because they helped me do traffic control because the officers, we have huge districts, mm -hmm. and I had two officers responding. State Patrol, their ETA, two hours. Wow. So they weren't going to be around to help us. Yeah. So we ended up having to take the whole thing instead of sitting there. We're not going to sit and wait for two hours. So that's a whole other story was frustrating. But anyway, two officers were coming. They were on other, whether they were calls or whatever they were doing, they were busy, so... It took, you know, five or so minutes, 10 minutes for them to get there, which seems like an eternity. When you're in that position. When you're in that position. And uh, which, you know, that that makes it very, very hard. And I'm thinking, I, I just need help. Well, then here comes the fire truck. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad they're here. And they're moving stuff off the road for me. And uh, they were they were awesome. So uh, they, they, they made it to where less people probably got hurt because we were able to slow people down with them. So. Yeah, it could have been a much bigger incident. Yep. Well, that's, uh, yeah, no, I just wanted people to hear this story because I figure, first of all, it's interesting just the fact that, you know, so many years on the job and so to speak, and you're like seeing something that you've never seen before, <laughs> you know, that's interesting by itself, but then also kind of the road safety idea and the fact that like, you know, you never know. I think the thing you said to me that struck me first was, it's it's e it's easy to see all of a sudden it's it's like how easy it is to become a victim without realizing you know i could have been you know without being melodramatic i could have been dead yes right and then my family never sees me um you know they um in, in an instant because i make it a point to have i have quick reactions i know i've got quick reactions i've done a lot of driving and we do we, we train and this thing was going past me and stuff was hitting my vehicle before before I could really do much. Now, I know for a fact there's there's things you have to consider. If you try to react too much in a car and jerk your wheel, then you're going to be a victim as well. You know, you can't just react off the reflex. You can overreact. Yeah, you can't overreact because now all of a sudden, let's just say I'm doing 65 or I'm doing 55. If I freak out and just turn my wheel really hard, now I'm not able to help because yeah. I'm going to be off the embankment or I'm going to be flipping my vehicle or whatever the case may be. But I guess the point is, is that I'm seeing what's happening in my brain, and my brain is processing it. But physically, there's already stuff hitting my truck before I can do much. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, if he was coming, it teaches you something about reaction times and the act and the idea of being able to do anything. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Right. Um, you know, a little personal anecdote from that. When I got that message through about that accident, really serious accident, uh, I went and sat down again, and I was in the middle of doing something with my kid, and. Uh, I just thought, oh, man, you know, like Melissa, my wife, she went to Havasu and she she didn't answer the last few texts. It's a little scary, you know. You yeah, I mean, it's out. weird even to say. So, like, I, I needed to call her. I just yeah. I just called her and said, hey, you OK? You know, turned out she was fine. But like, you know, again, that's uh, that's those are the things that go through your head. That's the detriment of things like Nixel, Facebook, Twitter. I try my best to keep the community advised, but I know I'm causing undue stress on people that I shouldn't because 
I mean, not intentionally, but I know how many yeah, people there's one thing about, oh my gosh, I wonder if that's my mom or my dad or, yeah. you know, my wife or husband. On the one hand, you so, want to inform people of what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, and then you have the same thing where you need to make sure you're not putting a vehicle, a complete vehicle and license plate on Parker Live before people know if somebody's passed away. Right. There's a whole lot of little rules that you need to do to make sure that we're not putting too much stress on people or, or violating their privacy or their rights, you know, so. Yeah, well, and even now you're, you're not uh, saying too much about this, about this guy or, or the speed he might have been doing or what other factors may have been involved. Or she. Or she. So that's a good, I mean, and I, I just assume a Corvette, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just saying he or she just to make it neutral. I'm sure there are many women that drive Corvettes and yeah. that's just me. Um, no, hey, thanks for talking. So I just, I mean, uh, stay safe, people, right? I mean, it's crazy. I, I just feel like, um, you know, people. there's a reason why we freak out about these things sometimes is because, like, you know, traffic accidents, aside from, you know, heart attacks and, and uh, strokes and things there's like too that. too many ways to die. Don't add to it. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Traffic accidents are one of those things that are just, uh, you know, on the list. When people tell me they're afraid of flying, you know, or they're afraid of, uh, you know, I just think to myself, or they're afraid of their kid going to play in the park these days, you know. Well, I'm not going to let my, play, my kid play football. Right, but I'm go- dangerous. Yeah, but I'm going to take them in that SUV, yeah. you know, yeah. well, every let's day. Let's go drive down the interstate or drive down High 95 and you're passing vehicles within a couple feet of you. Right. Sometimes there are people that you wouldn't want to walk past on the sidewalk, <laughs> but they're driving past you. Right. You know? And so, so yeah, so the, so the risk factors uh, are worth keeping in mind. And that's why, you know, they say that defensive driving thing is so important. It's like just keeping an eye out, being a really alert driver. You know, here you are, a very, you know, experienced driver, someone who drives all the time for your work and everything, and who's in law enforcement, and really find out in an instant how quickly things can happen and not really... It can be over in a moment. be over in a moment and not really anything you could do. So a couple quick little anecdotes of my own. One, I told my wife and my daughters, like if you're driving and it's um, it's a high... It's a... Um, not a not crime, but, you know, it's New Year's or something like that where there's maybe a lot of drunks on the road, just kind of the high volume time for drunks. Just kind of like ease away a little bit as you're passing people from the center line. You know, kind of hug maybe the fog line as opposed to being too close to the center. That's what I do, yeah. You know, just, just drive defensively and, and be cautious. And it was interesting because when my wife was doing that, it was on New Year's and she got pulled over at DPS for swerving. Have you been drinking? She goes, no, my husband told me to. And so she had to explain. Yeah. And if she hadn't been drinking, it was fine. But it's a, it's a smart thing. Just do little things that can make a difference and keep yourself away from the center line. But the other thing that's crazy is I don't think a lot of our winter visitors understand when they're doing like 10 or 15 miles under the speed limit, Mm -hmm. that causes just as many problems. Oh, yeah. When people are out there doing that and people get desperate to pass, I'm not saying it's okay to pass because they're going slow, but people, people are impatient by nature and they start. And I don't, and and if I could defend them a little bit, because I think, um, especially living where we do, and I travel to the cities a lot. You budget a certain amount of time. We're all busy and time is valuable. Um, And you budget a certain amount of time to get somewhere. And when you go over budget on that, it means that you that you sacrifice elsewhere. And, you know, and so it is important for people to be able to do the speed limit for the most part, whenever, you know, whenever they get there. Otherwise, it is throwing off people's plans and stuff like that. And I think it is important. You know, you've got a commute that's really long. I mean, you you do, what, 40, 45 minutes a day uh, each way uh, commuting. And uh, not to say that that's an excuse to be impatient on the road, but certainly, like, if someone's doing 10 or 15 miles an hour under the limit, 
And it happens a lot. And I'm not saying just when they're visitors, but it seems statistically speaking, a lot of times, you know, they're going out looking for trails or something. They're not in a big rush. That's fine. You don't have to be in a big rush. Just pull off the side and let when the traffic gets lined up, just pull off the side and let people get by you. Right. I think because a lot of those those tailbacks of, of a lot of people who are now getting very impatient, uh, I, I agree that can create danger on the road. And everybody's tailgating so it doesn't leave a gap. Right. So now right. they're trying to pass 15 vehicles. So it's nothing. But I think it's probably prudent to, to urge patience anyway. Uh, but even despite what I'm saying, but like, you know what I mean. It is hard. I think people are... I know myself, I I am on a, I'm on a time, I mean, I don't have much time to waste. Well, I'm not saying, I guess I'm not really trying to say that, you know, get out of the way. I'm just trying to say that a lot of our, a lot of our accidents, people have, you know, you've covered a, a fifth wheel. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Uh, you covered a few accidents. What, you, what you're talking about is, uh, for people who don't know, I, I described uh, several weeks ago uh, a, a, an overturned vehicle as a fifth wheel, and in actual fact, it was a, a bumper pool trailer. And instead of, you know, c- instead of focusing on, like, what I actually reported and the incident, it ended up being just about the fact that I had mislabeled it a fifth wheel. John Wright called it a fifth wheel. Yes, what does he know? So Fake news. The point is, is that <laughs> we have too many people getting impatient, passing and no passing zones, and doing things that are just above and beyond safe. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, or here's another great public service announcement. If you're texting, which you shouldn't be, or you're distracted and you go off the road, don't jerk it back onto the road. That causes people to catapult themselves and it shoots them into their lane. And a lot of the accidents we've had on 95 by 12 miles, people going off lane a little bit and then shooting back and overcorrecting. over-correcting. Either they fall asleep. Ride it out. Ride it out. Stay straight ahead. Go out into the desert or stand the shoulder until you can slowly ease back on. But I can think of multiple accidents where with fatalities are head-on, so people who have overcorrected yeah. and shot back. So, I mean, we could go on and on, and I don't want to be boring on this, but... No, I, I understand. I agree. People should, should, if they take into consideration, there will be far fewer accidents. And hopefully, if people listen to this, they get something out of it that, yeah. that helps them think that way. I can't wait, personally, till the computers are driving. I just can't wait till the robots are all in charge and, like... Hyperloop, yeah, let's get Hyperloop. on the hyper <laughs> That's what I want to do. Am I saying it right? Yeah, Hyperloop. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. It's so LA, LA to San Francisco in like... And it's supposed to be everywhere. An hour and a half or something. places, the semis, and, and everything, so someday. Yeah, so. yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate Thank it. You. Captain Kurt Bagby at the La Paz County uh, Sheriff's Department. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.